Thank you for tuning in to the Real Estate Matters Most podcast. On this show, we'll provide information on real estate, including a list of do's and don'ts and any relatable real estate topics, and also any questions that the viewers may have. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. All right, all right. What's going on, guys? Uh, This is your buddy here, Jermaine Robertson. With the Robertson team, I am uh, I am recording and going live on Facebook right now. So hopefully I don't screw this up too bad. Uh, if I do, please forgive me. My only intention is to deliver content and uh, I'll keep all the tech savvy stuff until later when I actually get it down as an exact science. So I hope everybody's having a wonderful day uh, for summertime in Arizona. It is definitely not hot outside. Uh, I've been out since uh, about 2.15 a.m. Well, literally last night when uh, 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 my oldest graduated from high school and it was, uh, it was a different kind of weather out there. And then this morning when I got up to go to the gym, it was raining as well. So I don't know. Uh, that's one of the beautiful things why people want to move to this valley. So I'm not knocking it whatsoever. So I hope everybody can hear me. Please let me know if uh, if you cannot hear my mic. Yeah, climate change definitely is. I wonder if this time of year it did the same exact same thing. You might want to check May. May. Uh, yeah, I remember because it, it was super, because I went to last year's graduation, it was scorching out. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So climate change. So the world's getting ready to come to an end. Uh, My suggestion, get right with God. So (laughs) because once he comes, he comes and you're going to be begging for it. But I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, come at you with that right now. My head is looking extra shiny inside of this uh, inside of our studio right now. So I'm I'm kind of. uh, yeah, kind of digging that. Anyways, so we're, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what to do when the market is fire and you need to be cool as ice. The reason I came up with that topic is is because there's a couple things you need to do when the market starts to heat up. And I'm just going to go ahead and talk from the perspective of a buyer. And I'm going to talk from that perspective because I think that's the one where where people get much most frustrated um, with the people we had walking into our open houses, a lot of them said, man, we're searching in that, you know, that sweet spot, that 200, $250,000 price range. And every time we go to put in an offer, um, there's just multiple people bidding it up and it's making it super difficult for us to be able to get that dream home. So my intention right now is to tell the buyers, one is you got to be cool. You got to be cool right now, or you will, you will lose your shirt. And I think that real estate is advantageous. I think you have two parties that want to complete a transaction. There should be no reason why it's a zero-sum game. And and what I mean by that, there should be no reason why one person has has to lose in order for another person to win. So I think I can give you a couple tips and tricks to possibly get around that. Uh, And and the main one is make sure you're working with somebody who knows what they're doing. And and what I mean by that, somebody who you feel comfortable uh, can get out there and negotiate for you on your best behalf. I had a client reach out to me today. They have a parent uh, or parents are getting ready to relocate out here from Iowa. And uh, she said, man, I just I feel comfortable that you're the one that could actually get it done. And, And I love when people reach out to me with their kids and with their parents. I mean, that is I think that's the biggest honor uh, because those are people not saying you don't love your friend. You're just going to give them to any old bum. 
But I think that's the biggest honor because you protect your blood better than anybody else. And you want to make sure that they have a great experience. So it's not that I overperform for those people. Um, but in my heart, it's just it's it's a just a tad bit more special because I know it's coming from a place of love and and uh, there's no ill will or no no maliciousness that they have intended for them. So, you know, one thing when the market is extremely hot like it is right now, you do you want to make sure that you have somebody who is equipped uh, to go down to the wire. And sometimes going down to the wire ultimately means just being able to advise you. When when one real estate market prices are going up and you have a shortage of inventory, well, supply and demand has always said that the supply will always uh, outweigh the demand price wise, economically. That's just how it is. So let's kind of get down to the brass tactics of how you want to do it. One is don't play around. Okay. Because there's too many serious people out there who are looking to really strike a deal and they are playing for keeps and they want to get that dream home. And there's three or four people jockeying for the same position on the same exact property. You don't want to be the odd man out. You know, I tell my clients all the time, I'm super upset anytime I cannot get your offer accepted. And that's very rare that that happens. But still, when my client says, man, I love that home, that's the one for me. You really want to go after it. You want to go after it with a with a, a certain type of energy and strength, uh, where you can come back and say, "We're gonna get that house. We're gonna go. We're gonna go get that." But let's talk about when the market is like it is right now. And the first thing that the buyer wants to do when they see that they're getting beat out for an, for their offers, right? There's one home comes on the market. There's five people within 24 hours that have already submitted offer. We're we're seeing it right now. It's not a big deal. It happens. May, June, historically, it happens. It's going to happen. So what do you do, Mr. Buyer? Let me close this window down. What do you do, Mr. Buyer? Do you get beat out for that home that you you desire, that you've dreamed about, that you literally at nighttime, you walk around it and you pray about it and you tell God, this is my home? Yeah, you go after it. You go get it. But one of the most common mistakes that buyers do, and if you don't have a strong enough agent, what I mean by a strong agent, I mean somebody who has a real sense of what's going on right now, meaning they have their finger on the pulse of the market. They will let you believe that you can go in there and make them a horrible offer, ask for $10,000 in concessions to help you close the deal. You want the home warranty. You also want the washer, dryer, the refrigerator, and you want them to clean the whole house before they leave. When the seller has five offers knocking on their door, they're not going to clean anything, nor do they feel compelled to because four of those offers are telling them, we just want the house, Mr. Seller. When can you get out? Because we want to buy it. So there you have you're you're in some cases you're out there left in the cold because you just made a bad offer. You didn't know what kind of market you were in. You didn't know that you were up against the type of competition. I'll tell you a story. I remember when I first got into real estate. Now, mind you, my first deal in real estate was a for sale by owner. And not only did I get him and and, and I'm still friends with this family till today. But not only did I get them, but I got five of their listings, five of their investment properties. But prior to that, 
I was working with after that, after that, I'm sorry, I was working with a buyer and I had no idea about how market shifts. I had no idea about how things worked. And I kept thinking that we could play this game the same way we did in January or in December. So the offers that we were making were subpar. They were they they weren't even in line with what was going on. We were asking for all this outrageous stuff. And guess what? We were getting beat out every time. So let's 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 think about it like this. Let's have a mind shift. Let's put your feet in the shoes of the seller now. You're the seller. You own your home. The market's on fire. You got your agent coming to you saying, hey, your property value is doing good, dude. What are you thinking about doing? Well, as the seller and knowing that you have a great property, knowing that you're in a great market, what are you expecting? You're expecting to see great offers with very little contingencies very upfront and ready to go, right? So why would the seller expect anything different? We got to go back to that old adage, the golden rule, do unto others as we would have do unto us. And when you think like that, you get like that. But when you think that it's a zero-sum game, meaning that you have to win and they have to lose, I think you find yourself in a very peculiar place where you don't win anything and you walk home with your hands in your pocket. And that's just a very sad fact of the matter. So you want to ramp up. If you got to move, great. Right now is a good time. Interest rates are doing excellent. Kids are out of school. Now is the time to make something happen. But beware. Be prepared to make a good offer. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, Jermaine, this is real estate. I thought we were supposed to be competitive. Yeah, be competitive. I didn't say don't be competitive, but don't be stupid either. You have to use your mind when you're trying to go after what you want. It's kind of like that, you know, for you men, it's kind of like that that girl that you wanted. You you pulled out all stops. You, You did nothing. You came up short of nothing to get this woman. That's the same way you have to be when you're aggressively seeking property, because guess what? In this kind of market, the properties are not going to go down. So even if you make a very legitimate, strong, good offer, you can still expect in another year, two years, if the market keeps going favorably, you can expect that you can win still. And that's advantageous. That's a good situation. I like to play in a different arena where everybody is able to win from the title company to the lenders, to the buyers, to the sellers. If it's a win-win, it, it makes it a very good situation to be in. And, and since we don't put our commission up front and we're not worried about that because we work completely free until the deal is done, the client is ultimately the biggest priority. But sometimes the client has to get out of their own way and listen to the agent who is a professional who you've trusted to handle these matters for you. So when the agent says, hey, listen, uh, Bob, Karen, um, listen, things aren't like you think they are. Uh, And and, uh, Bob, by the way, at some point in time, you're going to be the seller and you're going to be in this exact same position. But if you don't, Stop doing what you're doing. You're not going to be the seller because nobody's going to sell you a home because you don't know how to make an offer. 
So sometimes it's best to make the best offer, get the best home, and guess what? Enjoy it. Because down the road, karma will come back around and then you'll be in a position where you'll be able to sell that property and do exactly what the seller did, which was get the highest and best possible price on your home. But sometimes you have to remove your emotions from the transactional side of it and more so dig into how much do I like this home? How much do I love this home? And I tell my clients, if you don't love this home, if this home is not it, there's more out there. Let's keep going. So another thing is, and 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 I do this occasionally. Um, so so hopefully we we shed some light on on that. When the market has shifted, you have to start making better offers. You have to make straight solid offers. Uh, one thing before I transition, one thing I would actually, or two things I would actually suggest that you do, is ask your agent. Ask your agent what recent homes in the area have sold for, how many of them have had concessions included into it. Because see, when we close out a transaction, we have to note everything that happened in that transaction. Meaning if the seller gave the buyer some money, if the buyer gave the seller some money, what was the down payment, what kind of loan they did. So we have to put all this stuff down. So that's more information for your agent to look around the neighborhood, find out what just sold in the last 30, 60 days, and be able to come up with a game plan and say, hey, listen, Bob, listen, Karen, this is what's going to get you this home. This is what's happening right now. These are these are the homes that are that have just recently sold. They all say multiple offer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That way you can get a flow for what's going on in the area. If there's nothing like that going on, then make the best possible offer if you love the home outright. Okay. So now that's number one. Step number two, what I would do for a buyer when they're in a very competitive market is let's say they've already been pre-qualified. The lender's already given them the money. They say, listen, you got $250,000, $315,000, dollars $400,000. We're going to give you in a loan scenario, we're going to give you four hundred dollars Okay. Good luck. Go make something happen. Now, I like to make my lenders feel good that when they issue out a, a pre-qual, Let's rock and roll. We're getting ready to get busy. And I always, I almost always tell them, we'll get something under contract 24, 48 hours. We'll make it happen. Not a big deal. Let's go. And sometimes in that price range, there's nothing available. Um, especially like right now, our average sales price is $300,000. So that's probably going to be the most uh, most coveted area of the market is you know, 200, 200 to $315,000. So it's going to be a, a, it's going to be a a lot harder uh, to be able to find a lot of real estate that hasn't already been spoken for. So let's say that that's the case. And let's say that the market at that point is very hot. What's wrong with going up a little bit? Nothing set in stone. And what I mean by going up a little bit, if you're pre-qualified for $315,000, we'll just, we'll just give an example. That's the FHA maximum amount you can borrow, $315,000. Why not possibly challenge the market at $325,000, $330,000? I've made offers $340,000 and asked them to come down to what we had. We got 315. I might even ask my client, do you have a little bit more you can throw in on that? Maybe 320. Like, can you throw an extra 5,000 on it? You know, my client might say, yeah, we got an extra five. We'll put, 
Remember the song by the Loonies? I got five on it. They might put another five on it. I don't know. If they really like it, they might pull out of a 401. Profit sharing. They might do something. Who knows? But at the end of the day, he's coming in. Uh, we so we have the um, we have a uh, we have a service guy that comes in quarterly to check our AC units, and I think he's going to come in here and ask me to sign something real quick. So maybe I'll have to cut out real quick. Come on in. So we got my guy Dave here from Parker and Son, my brother. Thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. Everything look good. It does. Cool. There is one capacitor in there. We'll just keep an eye on moving forward one more time, please. All right. And uh, but you're still under warranty, so everything get taken care of. My man, thank you. Thank you, brother. Have a great day. All right. So we're back to the scene. So basically, so now on step two is first thing we've noticed that there wasn't um we noticed that there wasn't enough. We noticed that there wasn't enough uh uh, homes available. So let's say that we potentially, let's say that we potentially have to go up higher than what we're actually pre-qualified for. We say we're going to go ahead and go up to 330, 335,000. You might think, why are we going up higher? Because those homes may be just maybe, just maybe. And I, and I've had some fairly good luck with this. Maybe they've been sitting there long enough where the seller is like, Maybe we need to make some adjustments. And you know what adjustments means? Adjustments simply mean maybe we need to fix our price. And then guess what? Just as the seller is having this epiphany, because guess what? They need to move. They're trying to do stuff. They're trying to make moves. They're doing things. So the, the seller, at the same time, your realtor has this epiphany about going higher in price point to get them down lower. The seller's having the exact same epiphany. And he says, maybe we need to adjust our price. And guess what happens simultaneously as he says that? He gets an offer from you. Now, he's been listed for 40, 45 days at $335,000, but here you come and you write this excellent offer with this beautiful note telling them how much you love the home, how much you envisioned your family there, how much it meant the world to you if you can get in there and if you could just turn it into yours and put a welcome home mat in the front door and your offers for $318,000. Oh, what if it happened? What if that was a realistic possibility? What if that was something that could really happen? So what I'm trying to say is that, listen, what to do when the market is fire and you need to be cool as ice, all you have to do is think outside the box. Come up with some ulterior ways to kind of get the deal to happen the way you need it to happen to get what you want and really be persistent about it. You know, I make a habit when I submit these offers for my client of being very persistent with how I follow up on, on them, how I call the agent, how I text the agent, how I'll email the agent, because I want the agent to know that we're serious about our offer, meaning we're going to take time out of our day to make sure that they're comfortable with our offer as well as we're comfortable with our offer. And we're going to proceed that way. So it only makes sense. So now I'll give you one more tip before I actually take off. And the third and final tip that I'm actually going to leave you with in order to stay cool in a very hot market and to get what it is that you want, try to find three homes. 
Try to find the number one. Try to find the number two. And then try to find the third wheel. It's easier to make a strong offer if you have three, meaning one solid and two backups. Then it puts you in a better position to go ahead and win out the offer. If you walk in there and you have one solid, lonely little home that you like and you make an offer on it and the seller doesn't accept it because it's low. It's a low offer. It's $20,000 less. The, the, the owner's thinking that's a vacation. That's, you know, that's a down payment on his next house. That's that car or something he wanted, whatever. He's thinking about that. And if he tells you no, because it was your only offer, the only one that you looked at, the only one that you liked, it's going to devastate you. Okay? So, Step number one, make a great offer. Step number two, sometimes look above your price point because you might find some stragglers hanging out up there that you can negotiate back down. And then step number three, step number three is just simply make sure that you have three homes that you like. That way you can go after each one of them aggressively. If you don't get one, hopefully you get the next one. If you get that one, but that's never been the case. But you have three, you have three in the chambers better than having one. So listen, guys, I you can check this segment out on our podcast, and it is uh labeled Real Estate Matters. You can just find it out. You can find it under probably my name or the Robertson team. Um, you know, check us out. We're gonna be doing a lot more of those. Maybe people like to listen to it in their car. I'm a big I'm a big listener of podcasts and I'm a big listener of audiobooks in my vehicle. Um, I turned it into my own little university. So I like to stay busy that way. And we are just we're striving to just give out content right now. Like we had a we had a super fantastic open house and nobody bought anything. But I was able to give a lot of information and people were like walking away. They were like, that's free. Yeah. Yeah. Because it feels good to help people. It feels good to give something to them, something that they maybe didn't know and help them make a better decision. So that's what we're committed to going forward. That is the goal um, as we reach out to our 50 families that we plan on getting to this year to help them. So, again, thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Um, And this is my first time doing double double like video um, like on uh, Facebook Live, as well as on the podcast station. So our podcast will be up. We appreciate you guys for watching. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful, blessed day, and we will talk to you soon. Peace.